listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. Feel the culture. Ho, <laughs> friends. Welcome aboard. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. They score! Jonathan Huberto, Elias Lindholm, and the scene of rises at Scotiabank Saddlebone. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hey. Nice to see you this morning. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio for a Monday. A new week. Uh, autumn is upon us. Or fall. I'm not a big autumn guy. I never call it autumn. I don't think many people do. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird. Autumn. Is it the same thing as fall? Are they direct synonyms? Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Now you put me on the spot. Yeah, that, yeah. Autumn and fall is the same thing. Autumn. 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 Ah, the, the leaves are changing. The leaves are changing and the breeze has become brisk as autumn has arrived. Patrick, it same feels thing? like I'm like writing a, a message like I'm I'm Captain Andrew Luck. Yes. Writing General a letter Luck. home. General Luck. Autumn's yes. just the more formal name. Thank you. Fall just became the more bastardized English way of saying Bastardized, it. Yeah. yeah. The beauty about the English language more of a guideline. Uh, it is autumn, and uh, the Flames awesome. with a gigantic 10 nothing win in preseason last night. Oh, boy. That must have been fun. You went to the game last night. Yeah, I was. That must have been fun. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Um, I got some hot takes for you. Ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I got, I got 602, we already got hot takes. I, I'm not going to empty out the entire chamber here. Right. But yeah, empty it's, the clip. It's going to be a good year for the club, I think. Based everything I saw, game? everything I saw yesterday tells me we're back, baby. Okay. Yep. Across the board, mm. Huberto back. Coronado forty goal season incoming. Look out. Listen, I'm not going to get into all of them, but I enjoyed what I saw yesterday. There was a mm. lot of things to like between Markstrom's play, good. So the forwards were good. Defense was good. Jordan well, Osterley looks good. Dennis Gilbert banged his head. That's not good. Apart from that, pretty solid. I uh, My biggest takeaway last night uh, was I thought Oscar Donsk was incredible in his six-save performance in the third period. Yeah, is that what you thought? Oscar, so you think you can Donsk, so you was think incredible. You can Donsk. Uh, we should probably take your... Uh, we kind of did this last week, but after a 10 nothing beatdown of the Canucks in a preseason game, mind you, Vancouver only had, what, three NHLers on their team last night? Yeah, I think they had the bare minimum. Yeah, Jet Wu's an incredible name, too. But um, Former Hitman. Yeah. Um, we should probably do some like preseason takes at eight thirty. Yeah, I got I, like I seriously have like a dozen yeah. takes from yesterday's game that I'm ready to unload, but it's just it's early in the show. I don't want to. Yeah, give us uh your way too overreactionary preseason take nine sixty nine sixty name and location. We'll do those at eight thirty with Texty McTexerson, our Sportsnet nine sixty the fan text reading robot. Uh, Coronado's couple of those goals were just filthy. Like everybody talks about that shot and it's something that we discussed. Even that, even his NHL debut or even missed the net against the Sharks. That thing was heavy. It's a heavy shot. Oh, big time. But that finish off the rebound mm-hmm. where he puts it upstairs, that Pretty. was gorgeous. 
Yeah. The hat trick goal was gorgeous. And I saw this on social media yesterday. I wanted to discuss with you gentlemen. Uh, even Julian brought it up on uh, on the old X, a.k.a. Twitter. Sure. FKA. Is it offside to throw your hat for a preseason hat trick? No. No, I I don't. If you want to throw your hat for a preseason hat trick, go ahead. Who cares? I mean, just, you're a fan. You How often do you get to see hat? a hat trick live? Yeah, exactly. Throw your hat if you want to. It happens like and what? Less than ten percent of the time. I'm also not anti wave either. Because you pay your ticket, you want to go to the game. Well, it just shows you the fans are bored. Yeah, you want to do a wave? Go ahead. I don't care. It's just they're just bored when they do it. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not anti that either. I don't like the wave. I, I think I find it distracting, I especially it if it's if extremely it's being done in front what are you, of me. A budgie, like yeah. it's like you're looking at yourself in the mirror. It's distracting. Well, I'm, I'm like no, you, I'm, you pay I'm like all, you pay all these monies to money yeah. to watch these games. You got these idiots standing up and putting their stupid hands in the air. Yeah, yeah. like they just don't care. Like yeah, go go to a concert. Okay. Well, you go guys to, are very yeah, passionate about concert. the wave. Yeah. I am. Um, I again, fans, you pay your money. You do what you want, man. I'll, no, you know, to, within reason. I'm not saying, you know, beat people up in the crowd like you're at an NFL game lately that yeah, we've seen I, on I think, social media. I'm not gonna... saying hold somebody's arms while your buddy's punching them right in the grill. I think that was a security guard holding his arms. Yeah, don't do that. But you pay it's your like money. It's like number one for being security. Yeah, but you, you pay your money. You want to do it. Like, let's say you bring your kids to the game and they want to start the wave. Like, well, what are you going to say? No, sit down, junior. Well, it's either a child or some dude who is way too in the bag and almost it's falls down the stairs trying to get the crowd into the wave. And really, like, it, I don't see the way. Like, does the wave happen like or elsewhere around the NHL? It feels oh, like yeah. it, it's like at the Bell Center in Montreal. It rocks. I, I feel like know. it happens here all the time. It happens here all the time. <laughs> yeah, people just get bored. Turn the page. Yeah, but I don't know. Big win last night. Were they doing the wave last night? I didn't watch. No, no, no. No, no. It's a preseason game. Thank God. (laughs) I was like, were they doing the wave last night? I saw a lot of empty seats, but again, it's preseason. It was actually a pretty good crowd for a preseason game. Yeah. In my humble opinion. Okay. Um, Jonathan Huberto scored a couple gross goals, too. Like, oh, my goodness. Just things of beauty. That toe drag on the power play, and then he shot it over that Latvian goalie who was the MVP of the World Hockey Championships. Arthur Silovs. He loves. Yeah. Yeah. The shot itself More was like very nice. More like Am I right? Dude, that was, was Am I was, right? That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? Thank you, GVP. Hey, did you turn off my mic? <laughs> <laughs> Is this on? This What's morning? going on? Zivlos. Th- anyway. You know what? <laughs> Is this on today? Yeah. Right. Picked a couple corners, too. No, that was it was the beautiful. impressive thing. Yeah. A couple of nice shots. He chose to take the shot and the opportunities when they presented themselves to him. We saw a couple spinoramas out there, which I'm very excited about. They yep. were bringing the spinorama back. Yep. Looked pretty good with Sharon Govich out there. Yeah. Lot to like from Jonathan Huberto in this yeah. first preseason game this season. Um, Again, I Sharon Govich was killing some penalties last night, too. Yeah. I noticed that. Yep. Um, I, I didn't really notice him that much, to be honest with you. He's a I big agree. guy. Yep. Got some size, which is good on that line. Um, Coronado, of course, was, was really good. I thought Osterley was really good last night. Very simple game. I liked his game. Skate I like, smooth. I like our man, uh, Denny Gilbert throwing his weight around, 
maybe a bit of a charge on that hit that ended up he had to get a fight in, but he destroyed whoever that was on the Canucks. Yeah, he came downhill in a hurry. Yeah, kind of left uh, his feet a little bit too, which was fine. Yeah, and and then had to scrap Matt Irwin, who I was like, oh, Matt Irwin, still playing in the league. Yeah. Atta B, good for him. He would have been one of the three minimum NHLers, even yeah. though he's been a fringe NHLer for years. But that's fine. Yeah, I I, I thought I liked his spunk. I liked yep. his energy last night. Yeah, and, and, thought he was until good. He had to go to the quiet room. Well, yeah. Well, man, that could have been a different story this morning if Huberto really got hurt when he went down the tunnel after going knee on knee. You're like, oh, oh, oh no, this is no good. This this went sideways in a hurry, and then he was fine and came back and scored that beautiful goal on that two on one with Cadre. The part, by the way, Cadre's backhander, gross. Anyway, also gross. The part that worried me was the stick bang on the boards as he kind of got to the boards because you know showing frustration at that point is never good because it implies the player thinks that something is actually wrong. I think he came out after the game and he said it was just a bruise, like you mentioned. He came back, scored the second goal right after. Mm-hmm. That was a nice one as well. But yeah. Little bit of a different tone if Jonathan Huberto goes knee on knee and then all of a sudden he's on the shelf to start the season. Yeah, no good. Same deal for Dennis Gilbert. You know, this is a guy, especially with Oliver Shillington's status up in the air, that is probably going to be a regular NHLer now. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, thought Jordan o- Osterley looked good, can do the job. But at the same time, losing uh, Gilbert is not good, especially when you don't necessarily have a whole lot of muscle out there anymore. And I know you don't have to fight and you don't have to scrap like you used to. No. But. He's kind of the guy, him and Zadorov, and not many people fight Zadorov. He no. doesn't fight many people either. Um, again, there's everything you liked about that game last night. Um, of course, people, listen, 10 nothing win is ridiculous in a preseason game. Seeing that number on the, uh, on the, sco- on the score bug there. Yeah, ten nothing for the Flames is kind of eye popping. But at the same time, winning ten nothing in preseason is a hell of a lot better than losing ten nothing in preseason. And I know the the Canucks had nobody playing last night, but I'm sure people in Vancouver are like, ugh, it's not a good way to start things. I know it's only three regulars, and it doesn't matter, and it's meaningless. And you know how much I hate preseason hockey, not as much as I hate spring training baseball. But ten nothing still better than losing. 10 nothing. that's for sure, especially with the roster the Flames had last night, which was far superior to what the Canucks were icing. But again, they went in there, they destroyed them like they should have, and that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And even Kadri talked about it post-game. It's just about the feels, right? Yep. Putting the puck in the net, you know, positive stuff. Like, why do the Ravens always want to win every single preseason game? Because it's it's building a culture. It's always winning every game. Doesn't matter what time of year it is. Just win, win, win. Mm-hmm. That's good. Must be nice for uh, Ryan Huska. You know, ten nothing. You know what can we do here? Like pretty good, pretty good. Ironclad. Uh, Markstrom made one beauty save there to preserve the shutout. I thought Oscar Donsk was an incredible wall and net for the Flames. But again, that just a destruction of Vancouver. Ten nothing. Send us your way over the top, overreactionary preseason take. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. We'll do those at eight thirty. Uh, nothing wrong with that game last night. And now they have a split squad game. Oh. That's fun tonight. Yeah, essentially three games in like less than 24 hours. Uh, we'll see who's going to suit up for both games. You got to expect it's going to be the veterans here at the Dome and a lot of the younger guys out in Seattle. I don't believe that this one is going to be on television like yesterday's game was, um, but we'll have it for you right here on Sportsnet 960 with Derek and Megan on the call. It's a 10-0 win in preseason, like you mentioned. You feel really good about it when you go yep. into work this morning 
and you can have a good chuckle, you can have a good laugh, show some good film. There's some key guys that had some good performances, yep. feel good about themselves. Yep. Apart from that, onwards, flush it, move on, on to the next. Man, deal that with the Kraken. Man, that Klapka is a big man. The giant human out there. Yeah, he's large, six yeah. seven, six eight. Yep, he definitely fits under the big yep. boy modicum. He's gigantic out there. I like him a lot. I, I liked watching him when he was with the Wranglers last year because as big as he is, he's got sneaky speed and skill that you would not expect from someone that large. You know, it, it is a little bit more difficult for him to kind of get up to top speed because you got to get the engine revving a little bit before you can get there. Right. And there's not always a lot of room for that. Mm-hmm. But you got to like having him out there. Um, tried to scrap Matt Irwin after Irwin went knee on knee with Huberto. Irwin wanted no part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, not much of a shocker there. But yeah, he's like, what, six seven, six eight. Yep. He towers over everybody. You don't have many forwards like that. I think he's learning to be more physical as well. I don't know if that was always something that he was necessarily known for, mm-hmm. but he threw a couple big hits yesterday, bowled a couple of guys over. He's just so big and strong. And I, li- and I like the fact that uh, Huska threw all the kids out there in the second half of the game on the power play. Yes. Instead of just like putting the number one unit out there to just keep pounding on the Canucks. The number just one give unit. give these kids some cookies here in the second half of the game. And the I number liked one it. unit looked fine. Yeah. They were cooking. They were zipping it around. Yeah. Backdoor. scores that gross goal. Yeah. I, I thought the first power play unit was really strong. And then you get to that second unit. And I totally agree with you. It's a bunch of younger kids. But to get Coronado out there, getting a little bit of time. To get Zary out there, getting a little bit of time. Them and Klapka. Like, he was kind of a, a middle six, bottom six guy last year, but could he take a step forward and be a little bit more prominent if he goes to the AHL? Like, I also do wonder, is this going to be a guy who spends more time in the NHL? We talked about Dennis Gilbert and him bringing some toughness to this lineup, and he's kind of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got some rugged guys up front, but nobody to look at and say, oh, he's a scrapper. Klapka could be that guy. Now, the other half of that is when the 6'8 guy comes in the NHL. Every heavyweight in the league wants a piece of you, and you better be ready to actually throw with those guys. But I can see a lot of reasons why the Flames are looking at him through the first little bit of training camp and going, we might be able to find a use for this man. We might be able to find a role that he can excel at. I uh, I thought uh, the most intriguing thing of uh, last night's game was the first intermission when uh, Eric Francis sat down with Dan Murphy and kind of said that the Flames, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. insinuating that maybe Backlund and the Flames are close to something. Like, this, this has been a general feeling over the last little week, bit of a week, right? Like, like when it you, feels when, like there's wh- some momentum here. Yeah, well, we could be seeing an extension for Michael Backlund and then bam, slap the C on that dude's sweater. Well, uh, I didn't catch the first intermission because I was at the game, but I will say, you know, when you have all of the players over the course of the week in almost every media availability, when they're asked about the captain, they're saying it's Michael Backlund or Blake Coleman's going, I think you guys will have an answer soon. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I. I think we're getting close there. Do I know what it's going to look like? I'm not entirely sure. But that Probably being a said, your deal. That's what I'm going to guess. And and uh, yeah, again, it it feels like we're heading that way. But I also think, and 
franchise talked about it too. I also think it's uh, odd that maybe how much money is Lindholm asking for here? Because apparently that's a, a, I don't know if it's a sticking point, but apparently he wants maybe a little more cheddar than we kind of expected. Like what is Elias Lindholm looking for here? Well, is he looking for 10 sheets a year here? Like what is he looking for? I'm not entirely sure, but you but know, the, apparently the, it is something yeah, money wise, yes, which the, I, which is, which I thought is surprising. Cause I thought it was whether or not he wants to stay, but he'll stay as long as you show him the money. Yeah. He said that yesterday in his press bill. He said, I have been very clear about what I want and it'll get done when it gets done. And that was exactly what I took away from that was that it's either more money Maybe it is more trade protection. Hmm. Maybe he also wants a letter. Like, there could be a lot of things. It could just be putting the number up to nine and a half. I don't think he's going to get to ten sheets. Mm -hmm. But that would kind of be my understanding of the situation. I, When he said that, I thought the exact same thing. Hadn't we upped the dollars? Wasn't the report like near the end of the summer that the Flames yeah. had upped their offer and then like it was closer to what you guys had been asking now? Yeah, and... wasn't it just like a matter of like, yeah, this is the term, this is what you're going to get, you're cool with it, are you staying or going? But now yeah. it's like, well, if I'm going to stay, I want a little more cheddar. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, we'll see what happens with it. I, I haven't thought too much about Lindholm's extension over the course of the weekend. Is there really that much a difference between eight and a half and ten? to keep let him staying, especially if the salary cap's allegedly going up. Like for the Flames? Yeah. No, not really. That's what I mean. That's kind of where I've been at. If the cap's going up, again, Frank's told us how many times on the show that it's going up about $4 million next year. $9 and then million he, over the next two off-seasons. And it's going to jump even more the following off-season. So mm -hmm. if the dude wants an extra mil and a half, sure. Been my point the entire time. You already have these guys that you've given long money, long term contracts to. Why why do this halfway? You may as well keep all your guys and continue to try and build around him and them as a whole. Because, like I've said, I don't think this team is that bad, even if they get rid of Elias Lindholm. Yeah, th there's a way where you can sign these veterans. And again, it's not the way I would build a team. You know my my thing is to tear it down and start yeah, from scratch. Bottom out, yeah, get a superstar and start from there. Implode it like a uh, 70s style casino in Vegas or Tower 7. But I, uh, the way I do it is maybe you just get these veteran players and you get them around and then you try to develop guys like Coronado and Pelchier and hope they can just turn into stars. And you have to have these you know, late to mid first round picks if you're the Flames and you just hope you don't miss and you hope you can develop all of them. What's the track record? Dodgy, but a lot of teams have dodgy drafting records. Just if you're going to draft in the middle to the end of the first round, what's ultimately what, Flame, what Flames fans want because they're into the playoffs. You hope you just hit on those players while you still have guys like Lindholm and Backlund in place here, Kadri, Huberto, yeah. long-term. So you try to supplement those guys with younger, cheaper guys who could potentially turn into star players. Your Pelches, your Zeris, that's your Coronados. I mean. That's what I mean. Yes. Like that. That's what essentially we're headed for here in Calgary, that you hope some of these guys turn into those star players. That's what you just hope, because you have this foundation already laid with all these older players on massively long-term deals, 
then you try to build younger, exciting players around them. Can this can this organization do that? Are they able to do that? I don't know. But that's probably where we're headed if Lindholm stays and Backlund stays. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be similar to what they've been doing lately, right? And And like you mentioned, you have to make sure that you're hitting on a lot of these picks. You know, you can look back at the record. Yusuf Alamaki's a first-round pick. He's still in the NHL, but is he the first-rounder that you thought that you were getting when you signed him or when you picked him? No, and and obviously there's... We don't have to go through everything that happened to every player's career every time we say they didn't really pan out, but there's a lot of guys that do. Matt Coronado is the 12th overall pick. He looks poised to be a, a solid player. But if you're not going to be a lottery team and you're not going to be getting these superstar athletes in the draft, the Austin Matthews and the Connor McDavid's, and you don't even get them every year, sometimes you get a nail Yakupov. Or a Slavkovsky. I think you're being a little early on Slav, but that's fair enough, I guess. He Out pl- of all the years the Habs get the number one pick, it's in the COVID year, and you're like, you don't know what these guys really are. Yeah, they probably should take a You think that guy's going to be a superstar? A superstar? Yeah. A number one overall pick superstar. I don't know if I'm going to say that, but I think he's going to be Can he be, be an all-star? Player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For okay. sure. He's played like 35 games in the show. Yeah, I know. He's big. Like settle down. He's big. He's going to be fine. Got some skill, I guess. Yeah, he was going to go top five in that draft. He's and, raw. And it wasn't a draft where you had a Bedard or a McDavid or you yeah. had a bona fide number one. Yeah. You just had to get someone that you thought was going to f- help your team. And like you mentioned, he was probably the most NHL ready guy for that draft. Then he got hurt. Mm. We'll see how, what type of year he has now. Yeah. Be super interesting. Um, there's lots to do. Uh, there is lots to do today on uh, the big show with Russick and Rose. We got uh, Nick Hibrios coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Derek Wills at seven 30, Charles Davis at eight o'clock. Uh, lots of hockey talk and there should be big eight, nothing win. I uh, want to get to a couple nothing. things. Sorry, 10 nothing win. I uh, want to get to a couple things um, before we get to the Rose Bowl. Well, no, well, you got a lot of football coming up. Go quick. The Rose Report's big. Yeah, I know. It must be. Uh, there's a lot going on. Um, where do I want to even go first? Like Jays with the big win. George Springer with that inside the park home run. We can get to like that in the legacy, morning report. Don't worry about that. Legacy win. Like legacy game for George Springer. Don't for worry the about that. We can get to that in the morning report in a second. Um, did you guys notice that? And there's such some boneheaded coaching decisions I want to talk about too. Like I just, I just sit on my couch. And I'm like, how? How does this happen at this level? We'll, we'll discuss that as well. Also, um, did you guys notice? Like, I don't know why... Uh, CBS. That Travis Kelsey's mom was hanging out with Taylor Swift. I did yeah, notice. I uh, again, I know people are like really rolling their eyes because there's some hardcore football fans. It's like, all right, stop showing her. Like we know she's there, but man, Travis Kelsey's living his best life. Like he he took his shot. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. I'm I'm a Taylor Swift fan. It's, I know you are. I'm a fan. Yeah, that was careful. Like, and could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine uh, dating the biggest star in the world right now? Because that's what he's doing. He's the biggest star in the world right well, now. Well, he's not Jason Statham, but okay. Okay, well, sure, okay, all right. Sure, star of the Meg too. I get it. I watched The Expendables and The Expendables Two over the weekend. Oh, did you? You're catching up before you see Expendables Four. <laughs> Damn straight, I yeah. did. What's What's four movies called? 
A quattro. <laughs> I don't What's know what movie's called. But uh, Saga. Okay, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's at the game, yeah. sitting with his mom, mm-hmm. getting excited. Did you even see the video of her cleaning up after herself? Yep. It was incredible. Yeah. And then that awkward walk when they're walking out of the stadium. But the thing that blew my mind the most out of everything I saw last night on social media, I'm not going to lie, I was eating it up a little bit. And I enjoyed every time they were showing on the broadcast. How they left the stadium, he had some sort of convertible that was like clearly a vintage car. I guess he was taking her to the ice cream shop after the big gin. Like, I don't know. Maybe to the sock hop. I don't know what he was doing after in that convertible. But it was just the two going, of them in the convertible. Down to the and there's people derby. like following them, taking pictures of them. And they're like, dude, he's just driving her to his place, I guess. I don't know where they were going. They went but to they a restaurant, like a didn't they? Didn't they have to shut down like an entire restaurant? No, that was Saturday them? night. Oh, that was Saturday night. After the game, there's there like no security. There's, I don't know. Maybe there was a car behind them following. I don't know. But it was just like normal as normal can be. When, yeah, like Kelsey and when, Swifty. When they were leaving the building or like when they were out like on the streets? Like yeah. ha- were they still on the Arrowhead area? Because if they were still at Arrowhead, like whatever, you get security everywhere. I'm sure they have like a like a back way they get out, right? Yeah, like the yeah, like the flames. Like yeah. they have their own parking lot and like yeah, the back well, of course way they out do. and all that. Yeah, type but it's of like jazz. they just hopped into a convertible together and they left. They're just like you and I, George. Float, just like us. No, it's just it's again like credit Travis Kelsey. Like she's the biggest star in the world right now. Speaking of which, shoot your shot, boys. Um, the Super Bowl halftime. Usher. Yeah, 2013. It is it. Yeah, it's like Usher. I'm like, really? Usher? Didn't he have like a lot of stuff? I think I've had a fruit gusher more recently than I've heard an Usher song. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, I'm like, Usher? I'm like, I do really? Love Usher? Fruit gushers. I'm like, what, what, were you, what was your initial reaction, Patrick? Like, you're like, very just meh? Yeah, like, you can't meh? do better than this. Like, how many guys? I get it. Like, the NFL doesn't pay. You have to pay for everything at these things. Like your stage, your setup, the dance. You have to. Oh, okay, you okay. Set First that of up. all, okay, okay. I know what you get out of it, though. Yeah, right. It's like your it. music sales alone cover all but of also, that. But also, it's you do Usher. Like a... He's more of a producer. It'd be like putting like, I don't know. Uh, I, I forget. Skrillex, no. someone like, like that. Somebody, like a producer, somebody like that. Like Dr. In there. Dre. No, like well, the, I shouldn't say Dre and Snoop and everything. That I that shouldn't say like, that was a great show, but like. Yeah. I'm not going to say, like, I'm fine with having older acts play at a Super Bowl. I'm fine with that. But you have to stay more relevant and have more music and be yeah, up but to see, it, I feel yeah, like. See, I don't that, know. Like, does Usher speak to... No, but see, that's the problem. You got to have a, an act that everyone's going to enjoy and appreciate. And I get... Yeah, I get... Usher's probably... It hits all different types. I think it can... Like, I enjoyed, like eh. I enjoyed the J-Lo Shakira halftime show. Of course mm-hmm. she did. Especially when Shakira was doing that thing with her tongue. I enjoyed that. And everybody knows that Usher does put on a good oh, show. Oh, yeah. He's got a new he's album. He's kind of known He's for got that. a new album coming out in 2024. So there you go. His first solo album in nearly eight years comes out on the heels of Usher. Lil John will probably be there. Oh, Maybe Ludacris yeah, will course. be there. Do, yeah, for sure. If he does DJ Fallen in Love, get a Pitbull there. Mr. Worldwide. That was off. Okay. Conf- that was that 04 be. Confessions. Oh, That'll yeah. Be good. These are old. My boo. Yeah, um, little John. Yep. Yeah, my boo. Um, so yeah, Usher. I'm like, eh. I'm like, that's Usher. Eh. Well, I because obviously, like, one day Taylor Swift will do the Super Bowl halftime show, and it'll be the biggest one ever. But she's way too looking angry, Patrick. I just but she no. But again, she's busy with her gigantic tour. She's not going to do the Super Bowl halftime show. 
doesn't need it. Like Lady Gaga's halftime show was great. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry's with the left shark. Everyone mm-hmm. remembers that one. Never forget. Uh, the the Maroon 5 one where all the soccer moms were swooning out there. Yeah, oh, they were enjoying it. With California mm-hmm. on Buddy's or body. What about Super Bowl 50 where Coldplay headlines but gets overshadowed by Destiny's Child? Yeah. So, Like Beyonce's was great yeah. when she blew up the... Oh, Superdome. The Superdome and like the power. That was Destiny's out. Child. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was Beyonce who did that. That was. They had. They had Michelle. And, yeah, uh, yeah. They they and, came uh, out, but it was more Beyonce. Yeah. All right. Um. So much to discuss. Uh, Flames with a ten nothing beatdown of the Canucks in their preseason opener. They play a split squad game tonight. That's fun. Uh, the National Football League uh, continues to uh, surprise. A lot of survivor pools uh, went up in flames. Yesterday, um, boneheaded coaching, uh, Blue Jays with a monster series win at the Trop this weekend. Anything else I'm missing? What else am I missing? I'll get to it, baby. All right, Rose Report next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. At the top of the hour, um, from Real Kipper and Bourne, mm. former NHL or Stanley Cup champion, Nick Kiprios. Will join He's us. back. Yeah. They're back. Love me some Kipper. Um, can talk uh, about preseason. Getting. Like, wonder what... if he's ever been part of a 10 nothing preseason yeah. game. We'll ask him. And uh, we'll talk to Derek Wills, the voice of the Flames on Sportsnet 960. I was thinking about this during the break. I don't think there was a better sports day for Derek Wills than yesterday. Like, how does he top yesterday? I'm really wondering if we can try and go the whole interview with not bringing up the Dolphins. Well, it's impossible. That's the only way he responded to me was when I brought up the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't need any. I just need your Dolphins takes. He's like, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> you son of a. I'm in. Yeah. Rick and Morty. You, you son, son of, of a, a bitch. I'm in. I'm in. Um, yeah, we'll talk to Derek Wells. His Dolphins win 70 to 20, which is absurd. And uh, good day to be a Broncos fan. And uh, good, good God. Hack, it's Broncos weren't even this bad. Did you hear no. Garrett Bowles after the game? The no. tackle for the... I saw it. I haven't heard it, though. No, what do you say? I might have it for okay, you. Okay, all right. It's a tease. And we'll talk to Charles Davis about the uh, the stuff in the National Football League from yesterday. We're also taking your way over the top Flames preseason take through from last night's game. And we'll play some of those and have fun with the preseason last night. I think we got to play that Huberto Pelche audio, too, later on. Sure. Works for me. In the program. We'll do that at 8.30. Right now, it's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you want a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Yes, hello, friends. Welcome to a brand new stinking week. Flames preseason is underway. They got cracking in this split squad matchup tonight. The Jays and the Rays and all the other teams racing for playoff spots in the MLB, specifically the American League. Week three of the NFL season, all that plus locally. We'll check in on the Stamps, Hitman, Cavalry, and the HHL. But we'll start with the Flames taking on the Canucks in the first of eight, yes, eight count them preseason games. Huberto, Lindholm, Sharon Govich were a line. Razichka, Kadri, and Dubé were a line. Dryden Hunt, Ben Jones playing alongside Matt Coronado. Martin Pospisil with Connor Zary and Adam Klapka. We had Hannafin and Anderson as a pair. Usterley was playing alongside Chris Tanev. And Ilya Solovayev was playing alongside Dennis Gilbert. 
This one, George, a good old-fashioned preseason ass-kicking. Who feeds it in front? Here's Dubé to Coronado. He shoots. He scores! And here come the hats. Matt Coronado wires one right into the roof of the Canucks net and completes his hat trick. The fans want it 10. They've got it. It is 10 to nothing. That's your final score. You know what? Derek Wills with a mid-season call right he there. was fine form <laughs> yesterday fired up he was very excited he had his new partner beside him it was a fun game man first preseason crowd of the season was solid matt coronado ended up with a hat trick and an assist for four points dylan dubé noah hannafin adam rzichka and nasim kadri all had three points each huberto a couple of outstanding goals George, early on, the offense was certainly there for a team playing its first preseason game against a bunch of guys who might collectively play 10 NHL games this season. Maybe. You know what? Uh, again, it's, it's hey, Matt Irwin might play 10 games. Mm. Uh, it was <laughs> on a PTO. It was a uh, it was absolute destruction of the Canucks last night. It was laughable how the Flames were just zipping <laughs> it around the ice. <laughs> yes, he's already dead. dead. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, we knew that was coming. Yes, yes. And I saw it last night on social media. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But uh, better Save than, some for opening night. Yeah, guys. better than losing. Yeah, better than losing 10 nothing. And it just goes. It's about vibes, mm-hmm. right? Because everything we've been, everything we've heard, everything we've experienced down there, Maddie. Sure. Is there just a lot of positivity emanating from the dome? And last night was another example of you just destroy the Canucks 10 nothing. Kadri says, yeah, it doesn't really mean that much. But, you know, finding goals, scoring beautiful goals, that just helps your confidence out. And I don't I don't, I don't know if you can say anything bad. The only thing that they avoided last night was potentially Huberto getting hurt when he got, went knee on knee, went down the tunnel. You're like, oh, God, there goes the Huberdak. Uh, Huberdak. Huberto. <laughs> Huberdak. Huberdak. That Huberdak's really good. <laughs> the Huberto comeback tour would have been derailed right away before mm-hmm. it even started at the beginning of the season. But even he scored a couple gorgeous goals. The back end Kadri scored is absurd. Coronado's shot was on full display last night. There's nothing you saw. And to me, the biggest takeaway was Oscar Donsk was an absolute wall last night in six saves in that third period. So you think you can Donsk. But again, there's nothing like negative about that game last night. Split squad game tonight. Nobody's even going to remember the rest of the preseason games the rest of the preseason. You're just going to remember this 10-0 destruction to kick off the fake season. Markstrom played the first two periods. He looked faced sharp. 20 shots. He did look pretty good. Not a ton of high danger, but when he needed to, he made the stops. And you know how I kind of consider myself a bit of a goalie guru? A goalie whisperer? Yes. Sure. I have an eye. I have an eye for this. Uh-huh. I thought he looked really calm in that. I thought he looked great. Yeah. Also, calm. Um, he looked calm. You remember how much we talked about his pads last year? Yeah. Just straight white. Yep. Keep it What's normal. What's on the side of his bucket? Uh, did you see that? The the who's I that man on the side of his I'm bucket? Looking, I, I am. He did I was trying to like look. The dude who does it, it. His name is on Instagram. It's Jabo Airbrush, and he recently has been posting about Markstrom's mask as well. Okay, we'll figure that. But out. Uh, yeah, I'll find it in the break or something like that. We'll figure it out. I uh, did want to mention. Yeah, you you said uh, Jonathan Huberto did take that knee on knee hit Ooh. from Matt Erlin. Uh, briefly, briefly left the game. Yeah, go take a. Uh-huh. Oh, here we go. Got the leg looked at. He was able to return, scored his second goal. 
which Dennis, is a beauty. Yeah, it was a beauty. Dennis Gilbert fought Matt Irwin after that. Later on, Gilbert knocked into the boards by Niels Hoaglander as they raced for a puck. Looked to hit his head on the boards, and he did not return to the contest. It's Johnny Cash. Oh, okay. Tonight, split squad against the Kraken at the Dome, 7 o'clock, down in Seattle at 8 o'clock. We will have your pregame at 6 right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You know what? They'll be done 37.5% of their preseason games by tonight, which is good. Look at you. Always the optimist, right? Mm. No, that, that is a good that is that a good, good call. Thing. There's eight preseason games. We bang out three in like 24 hours. There you go. You Bam. Five J- the rest of the way. Jays wrapped up their road schedule. Getting down a series at the Trop over the weekend. Well, this big bear's got some growl tonight. Friday, the Jays beat up on Tyler Glasnow in the sixth inning, scored four runs, propelled them to a 6-2 victory. Saturday, Jordan Romano, a rare blown save, his fourth of the season. That saw the Rays walk off the Jays 7-6, led into the rubber match on Sunday. Taking to the second inning, Yusei Kikuchi having already given up a 2-0 lead in the first. Whit Merrifield singled to score Varsho and Kirk and tie the game. They were not done there, though. Kiermaier would single, and then it was George Springer coming to the plate. Owano has hit high and deep. Left center field. Margot back at the wall. Leaps into the air. He can't get it. And that ball rolls into deep center field. Into score. Merrifield. Kiermaier's into score. Springer's coming down the line. He wants to score. It's an inside the Parker for George Springer. Yeah, turned on the afterburners there. Beep, beep. Like Roadrunner, you know, gave Toronto an early lead, 5 2, ton wait. of momentum, had a couple of great defensive plays. Can after you do that. the Roadrunner? Beep, beep. No, it was more, it's more of a deeper. Beep, beep. Yeah, see? Beep, beep, beep. Thank you. Beep, beep. You sounded like you were backing up a truck with your beep, first beep. one. It's more of like a, like a loader. I think a truck is more of like a shrill. Springer also played well on the defensive side of things. Made a great catch. Under a third, one out. The 0-2. Fastball line to right field. Springer coming on. Goes into a dive. Makes the catch! No chance for Ramirez to tag at third base. A brilliant play defensively by George Springer, who's playing out of his mind. In the end, Kikuchi only went four innings. He allowed three earned runs on nine hits. No walks, nine strikeouts. Jimmy Garcia got himself into a bit of trouble, gave up a couple of runs to get the Rays within one in the seventh, but then the Jays got a run in the eighth. Then Bichette and Vladdy hit back-to-back dingers. Some real badass bat flips from those two lads there at the end as well. Uh, 20th dinger for Bo Bichette, 26th for Vladdy. Jordan Hicks shut the game down. Jays win at 9-5. They win the series. They only need four more victories to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, again, what... Wh- Tough series. Saturday was a bitter pill to swallow after fighting all the way back from 5 nothing down, and then ultimately Jordan Romano and his fingernail uh, blew that the save. cracked fingernail yeah. that also doesn't necessarily sound like a problem, but we'll see. But no, again, it really is if you're a pitcher. Yes. You have to grip the ball and use your nails to spin the ball. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an issue. I know it sounds... I know we live in a hockey culture in Canada, and you know when you, oh, you have a hangnail, you can't pitch, come on. No, it does matter because things are so fine. It's the same it's, with the blisters. It was yeah. like when Aaron Sanchez was here. Right. It's such fine motor skills. Like All that stuff affects how you throw the baseball. But huge win for the Blue Jays. And if that doesn't give you some confidence heading into day, because it looks like, again, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because the Blue Jays are playing their final six games at home against the Yankees and Rays. If they play Tampa in the playoffs, don't hate it. 
you hate the matchup because it's the trop and it's been yeah. a, it's been a graveyard for the Blue Jays. Sure, but this series has to give you a little bit of confidence. Yes, and Vladito finally waking up with two bombs yesterday and that second. Did you see him pimp that second home run with that little Boop. bat flip with Boop. an absolute laser that yep. he hit out? That thing was absolutely scorched. His second home run. That thing left it in a hurry. His first multi-home run of the game of the season, I might add. If that dude can heat up here at the end of the season, because that's all they need. And the bad season Vlad's having, we're having, you know, he's had a he's had a good season for like a major league baseball player, but not to the expectations we think he should be having. Again, he hits 25 home runs again for the Blue Jays. But if he starts to heat up here with this pitching staff, maybe. And it's his favorite opponent this week. They got the Yankees starting on Tuesday. Uh, They're off today. The three teams, the AL West, racing for the postseason. They were in action yesterday, so moving and shaking in that division. The weekend began with the Astros leading the division by a half game as they faced the Royals. The Mariners and Rangers were both a half game back as they faced off in Arlington. But things changed with some surprise results. For instance, in Houston, the Royals swept the Astros. They had the second worst record to only the A's in the entire MLB going into this series. And Houston loses three against them, all by a single run. 6-5 was the final on Sunday. The other series also featured a sweep. The Rangers able to win all three games against the Mariners. Three huge victories in the playoff race for the American League. The Rangers take over top spot in the AL West. They're two and a half games up on the Astros. Toronto's in the second wild card. Two games up on the Astros and two and a half games up on the Mariners, who are on the outside looking in. I know the Rangers pasted the Blue Jays in that series, and we all thought the Jays were going to miss the playoffs. But I don't know about you, Patrick. Sign me up for a Blue Jays-Rangers series in the postseason. <laughs> like, yeah. sign me up right now. Like, their bullpen stinks. Yeah, it's not very good. Like, But rip, they can hit the, they they can can hit. Hit the they get the crap out of the ball and don't pitch to Seager, and I get it. But if the Jays can just get through these... Get past Tampa, and then let's see. Hey, wide open, then it is. It, it's completely wide open, and like I said, I don't, they've been they've been a better team on the road this year. I know the house of horrors that the Tropicana Tropicana Field's been, but I feel better about the team heading down into Tampa Bay right now. I feel better just heading Again. in general. This is it's a good week. Let's go. What are they? Six games left. Let's go five and one, six and a sweep this week. Yep. Really put some space. You know, like get show hot getting into the get playoffs because those teams generally and have deep runs. It. Get Vladdy going here as he get, showed up, George. Bo, yep. everybody, these top of the lineup shows up. Look out. Yep. Jays off today. Astros visit the Mariners. Someone's got to win it. Sweep the series. That should probably be curtains on the race for the wild card. 740 start in Seattle. You can watch that one on Sportsnet 1. The Rangers are in L.A. to battle the Angels. Mike Trout done for the year with injuries. See if they can cement their spot as the division winners. They being the Rangers. 738 first pitch tonight. Week three of the NFL. How about them Dolphins? <laughs> Barrios in motion. The pitch to A-chain. Up the left side. 40, 50. He's gone. 30. Nobody's going to catch the A-chain. Touchdown, Miami. The Dolphins went at 70 to 20 the over end? the Broncos. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. There's Rob. Touchdown, Miami. And there was two calls there. <laughs> Somebody mar- like did, did we record something accidentally, or that's actually the, the call? I think that's the color guy just getting very excited. Somebody in the studio hits like a button when the Dolphins score a touchdown or I something have no like idea. that. The Dolphins had a limited <laughs> offense against Mister Unlimited. 
Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> nice. Do you see the uh, family of uh, Dolphins fans who uh, take uh, do a shot of tequila after every Dolphins touchdown? Oh, no. Uh, they say uh, today's historic win has us rethinking the tradition. Yes. Uh, you want to hear some numbers for that game yesterday? Hit me, brother. Uh, the 726 combined yards for the Dolphins is the second most in NFL history. Yep. Only the 1951 Rams yeah. had more Rabbit. at 735. The 70 points scored, first time since 1966. Yeah. And the 10 touchdowns, fourth team to score 10 plus touchdowns in a game, including the playoffs. Jason Sanders was 10 for 10 on extra points. Didn't kick a single field goal. Not bad. I'm pretty sure the Dolphins scored touchdowns on 10 of their 13 drives. Um, also, yeah. like this is something we'll talk to Derek Wills about and Charles Davis because Derek Wills, a uh, super huge Miami Dolphins fan. The thing is with the fish, they mm. look fast, man. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle yesterday nope. either. And they look fast. That's the thing, too. Like, they look well, so explosive on Devon offense. A-Chain, man. He ran a 4 uh, was a 4 3 2 at the combine, yeah, like him, him and Mostert, like, like that ugh. two-headed monster, looks like they're gonna have at the running back position. My God, moving forward, Tua right now again, three weeks in, and you'll hear it on the talk shows in the United States. Early MVP candidate right now. They got three Buffalo weeks into this the season. Week. That's gonna be a monster game. <laughs> but man, they look good. They look damn good. And why wouldn't they? And if you're a Broncos fan this morning, uh, like what? I'm sorry, like where do you? Wait, what do you? What are you thinking this team? This they're in the midst of the longest playoff drought in their franchise's yeah, history. They're terrible. This is not good time for like, Cal. You bring in Sean Payton and he's supposed to be this guru who's gonna change everything around. They're awful. Like they are bad. What happened? These they had a good defense. Where was the defense? They were top five they defense quit. at the end of last year. They quit yep. yesterday. And it was, I know it was I mean, it was hot. 120 on the it Broncos sideline. And that's that's such a home field advantage we don't talk enough about. 43 different sun is like a side on the on the visitor yeah. side and the, the dolphins are in the shade. But good lord, how do you get a 70 burger put on you? It's professional football. Garrett Bowles said this after the game. He plays on the offensive line for the Broncos. Right now, what are the emotions like going through your head personally? Huh. It's uh tired of losing, man. Uh, I've been here for seven years, and all I've done is loss. Woof. Mm-hmm. Not good. Elsewhere, the Bills' defense shines against the Commanders. Here's the snap. Five-step drop. Rolling to his left. Going to step up in the pocket, and it's picked off by A.J. Epinesa going the other way. Blockers in front to the five. Touchdown! Buffalo! A.J. Epinesa with the fifth takeaway of the day, and this one goes for a pick six. Woo! <laughs> Washington, When's Was- John Murphy coming back? Washington loses to Buffalo 37-3. Five turnovers for the Bills' defense. Do you want to know what, uh, what a day I had on the couch yesterday? What'd you do? Put a little sprinkle on some games. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on the Broncos and Washington yesterday. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad beat. No, it's not a bad beat. I'd much rather lose that way. That's a fair point. Yeah, than no lose backdoor to covers. what happened in San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Or that meaningless field goal that, that 
The McVay that Sean McVay kicked against the and, Niners. You know, I'd much rather lose how I did Yes, The game was never in question. Like You just got your clock clean, and that's it. You're just like, oh, that's a bad pick. Do you, you move on. You know what McVay has done? He has ruined enjoying the end of the game for me. The Steelers get the ball back at the end of yesterday's Monday, uh, Sunday Night Football game, and I'm like, oh, they're probably going to kick a field goal and cover the spread. I'm going to be sewered on my under here. But then they didn't. They did what no, they were supposed they to do. Yeah, they, they hey, the Jaguars' vaunted offense continues to sputter. Oh 17 boy. points against the Texans. They lose 37-17. to 17. Ooh, Goodbye to some survivor pools there. Colts and the Ravens, a shocking loss. Justin Tucker short on a game-winning field goal try. Is hell frozen over? Have we double-checked on that? Because that yeah. thing was damn short. Yep. Uh, also, missed call on fourth and short for the Ravens. Definitely gave the Colts a, an opportunity a loss there. for Baltimore. Gardner Minshew goes out there and does a Dan Orlovsky where he steps on the back of the yeah. line and goes out of bounds. Oops. Again, Gardner Minshew. Hey, guy's plucky. Also, Zach Wilson still stinks so oh, bad man. the Jets fans are losing their teeth over it. He was outplayed by Mac Jones. The Patriots beat the Jets 15-10. to A deflected interception maybe saved Brandon Staley's job as the Chargers beat the Vikings. Oh, my God. Okay. Mini is 0-3, 28-24 the final score there. And uh, is Kirk Cousins going to go to the Jets? No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, that call by Brandon Staley. Again, there's only one oh. more. There was only one more egregious call last night. The Brandon Staley one It was McDaniel's. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, but the fact that you go for it on fourth and one on your own, it was twenty four yard line. Yeah, and you don't do the play where you just push your quarterback. That's what Keenan Allen was line. wondering. Yeah, <laughs> and then they get stopped, and then for some reason the Vikings with horrendous clock management. Well, why did they no, not down the they ball? They couldn't hear. The crowd was too loud. Kirk Cousins could not hear Kevin O'Connell's signal call. The, okay, the, the whole but why do you need loud. your coach down the ball? It should be a lot. You have to down, spike the ball. That should be on it. Kirk. Yeah, it should be on Kirk. But like, like that that sequence of the last you know two minutes of that Vikings game was mind blowing. How to, stupid it is! It had to be with those two teams. Yeah, those two teams. Like Brandon Staley, like, what are you thinking, bro? That's a fireable offense. Yeah. Like yep. your team's 0-2 and, and you go for it? Yep. Yeah, I get, you know, uh, you want to show your team we can get this first down and we can clinch this victory. But on your own 24, only up four points? Oof. What kind of knucklehead are you? Him and McDaniels. Put the ball away. Him and McDaniels get to coach against one another next week. Looking God, forward to that. And then the Vikings don't even down. They waited like 25 seconds to spike the ball. Just down the ball, Kirk. Yeah. You know. You don't need a call from yeah. your coach. Have some game situation mm-hmm. awareness. Yeah, yeah. It's mind-blowing that it happens at this level so much. Packers scored 18 unanswered, but the Saints Bad loss don't backdoor cover. Jordan Love back to earth, perhaps. But the Packers do get the win. Is that Jared fourth Goff? from Love was great. Yeah, he was outstanding. Is Jared Goff now a running threat? <laughs> Felt strange. He kept the ball as... Scoring a touchdown on the ground. The Lions beat the Falcons 20-6. to six. He wasn't goffle, that's for sure. <laughs> this, this on this morning. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Thank you, GVP. Thank you. It's, it's on this morning. Also, Miles Garrett destroyed the Titans. Oh, man. Did you see the clip of the two tight ends shadowing Garrett? <laughs> literally following him from I've either end of the line. I've never seen a D-lineman in motion like that. He that was awesome. Five tackles, three and a half sacks, <laughs> yeah. three tackles that, for loss, five quarterback hits, and the Browns won 27-3. That Browns defense is sneaky, yes, sneaky is. good. They're very good. Jim Schwartz just, was one of the best signings of the offseason. Miles, Miles Garrett's different. And man. you just don't root for that scumbag Deshaun Watson that play where he was going to get sacked and just hucks it behind him to make a live ball like what are you thinking take the sack 230 million guaranteed but apparently there's like a little clause in his contract that the Browns can weasel their way out of it yeah if he gets gets suspended if he gets suspended for his uh unnecessary roughness penalties 
Using his um, hands. Elsewhere, Chiefs oh, rule boy. Bears stink. Third down goal to go for the Chiefs at the three-yard line. Mahomes looking right. Back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Kansas City for the 48th time. Finds Travis Kelsey. Nine yards deep in the end zone. And the Chiefs lead 40 to nothing. Three touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. What is that? You didn't even reference Taylor Swift once in that call? That's ridiculous because Taylor, you know, she's there for Travis because Travis is trying to find some love. My name is Travis. Travis Kelsey. And I'm looking for love. I'm Listen, that guy's living his best life. I have, I have nothing but respect for that guy. When you're dating, or even she shows up to watch you, the biggest star in the world right now. Thirty minutes. I gotta long. tip my cap. Um, there's a Bill Belichick clip this morning. Do yeah. we have it? Yep. Uh, from W E E I on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, Bill Belichick was asked about uh, the whole Taylor Swift thing. Let's play it. Where do you fall on that? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Well, I would say that. Travis Kelsey's had a lot. Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. Nailed it. Oh, yeah, pretty big. Yeah. Loving him was red. Fair point by Bill. Look at the hoodie coming in hot. Usher, you're doing the Steeler, the Super Bowl. The Steelers mm. beat the Raiders, 23 to 18. Garoppolo threw three it. picks tonight. Another doubleheader: Eagles and Buccaneers from Tampa at 5:15. The Bengals host the Rams at 6:15. We don't know if Joe Burrow is going to play just yet. What is uh, it? GVP. Really can quick, we, please. Can we come in and out of the breaks with Usher the rest of the morning? Stampeders lost to the Perfect. Alouettes, 28 to 11. Penalties were a problem. Whoa. Turnovers were a problem. They just could not put it together. Pretty despondent after. Uh, this was Jake Mayer on the belief after the game. I think the belief for me right now is that uh, is that we're all lucky and blessed to be able to come into work every day and uh, get an opportunity to play this game that not very many people get to play. So um, if you're going to have any belief, uh, it needs to be that. It needs to be having that gratefulness, having the respect for the game that you know, you're going to show up and you're going to put in the work in and you're going to let it hang when it's out there. And if it doesn't go your way, then that's just life and that's just how sports work sometimes. So. I, I hate that clip. Yeah, that wasn't a good one. Uh, they're, yeah, we know, they're down bad. Like, we know all of that. First what losing season since 07. Win a Vi- game. Visit Hamilton Saturday, back to practice Tuesday, bye week after that. Riders lost as well, but nevertheless, not good. Riders lost to the Red Blacks. Lions beat the Elks. Argos got by the Tiger Cats. Riders are now 6-8. and eight. Stamps are 4-10. and 10. Elks are 4-11. and 11. The Hitmen played their first two games of the regular season. They lost both of them to the Medicine Hat Tigers. They're going to be getting some more players back from NHL camps here. They currently have three away. AJHL, Okotoks beat the Black Falls Bulldogs Friday, but lost Saturday. The Canucks had a great weekend. They beat Camrose at home Saturday. They doubled up Canmore 6-3 to three on Sunday. Patrick Cavalry won a trophy. Hey, now. Batuni. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, they're uh, regular season champs. Means uh, they've got one of the two spots headed to the CONCACAF Champions Cup starting in March. So That'd be awesome. we're traveling in March. Sweet. I'm going wherever they are. I'm going. Mexico? So, Patty's following. Mexico, Caribbean, somewhere in the States. I'm gone. So, are you really? Yeah, yeah I'm he's going. going to do you. it. Yeah, he's I will, I, You know what? I will go with the match wherever they are in March. I don't even care if it's cold. I'm coming with you to the match. Hell yeah. If they're playing Tigres or somebody. Azteca could be a possibility. They got could Club you America imagine, on Could this. you imagine if they play at the Azteca? They're going to get t- oh, destroyed. Get bags <laughs> of pee thrown awesome. at me, but yeah, yeah, whatever. They're going to get hammered. Again, <laughs> props to our man, Tommy Wielden, friend yes. of the show. Uh, great for Tommy Yeah, we'll Wielden. get him on this week. And let's not forget how angry Patrick was at the beginning of the season when they had like three draws in a row. Do you remember how sour he was? He was five he was draws sour. in a row. They were like 0-5-1 oh, to he start the year. He was sour. But yeah, he was sour. Trust the process. Okay. Um, we don't really have time for it, but also on Live, Bubba Watson debuted a new <laughs> walk-up song. I do it. I do it. No, it's a when no 
here comes the bubba part let me talk about how it's supposed to be at a christmas party right now but y'all keep keeping me in here my wife's not gonna let me be on fleek if y'all don't hurry up <laughs> bubba watch on the mic now can i go for spit a rhyme not a gangster rapper but my caddy got a nine kb need a verse i told him ain't nothing to it everybody asked me why i just look him in the eye and say i'm just do it didn't he have the golf boys back in the That's day? Terrible. With, with like Ricky Fowler, Hunter Mann. Didn't That's, they do like a rap be, video? He's not being serious about that, is he? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, that can't know. be serious. I don't know. What is Bubba Watson serious about? I don't know. Uh, money? Mm. He loves the money. My, Blood money? My son. And good night and good luck to you, wow, sir. Terrific stuff. Uh, the Rose Report brought to you by uh, Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. The gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, Nick Kiprios of the National Hockey League. William Nylander going to Calgary? No. Um, uh, we'll talk to Nick Kiprios about that. Maybe the <laughs> And nothing winning. You're like, trade somebody. Yeah. No, Hannafin looked good last night, Toronto. I scored a goal. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to Derek Wills, the voice of the Flames at 730. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.